0: So many things that, that need to come back. One thing, as I look at the world that we're in right now, that I think needs to come back is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Didn't Jesus come?
0: Did Did you guys? How long have you you've been? How long have you been a Christian? Did you kind of grow up in church culture? I, I grew mm. up
2: going to like uh, Baptist churches, but I never actually like. I said I gave my heart to Jesus in 2003, but I didn't actually give my heart to Jesus till like 2013, 2014. So, like it's been six, seven
0: years, eight years. It's a little slow burn there. I yeah. got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. How, how long have you been doing this thing?
1: Like five years.
0: Five years.
2: Hmm. Um, since I was 15, so 15 years.
1: I grew up in the Catholic Church.
0: Okay, that's all. That's a, a, a cut of a different <laughs> jib there.
1: I, I
0: Nick, you you you've been in this for a long time. Did you grow up hearing that Jesus was coming back at any second?
2: Yes, (laughs) like every every like church service. That was it, right? Like like
0: just make sure you're wearing clean underwear today and don't stub your toe and cuss because that's when Jesus might come back. Yep, (laughs) and then you go straight to a devil's hell.
2: Like every youth camp, every church service, (laughs) every revival, everything. And so far, everything.
0: He ain't here yet. No. And I know I'm not trying to diminish it. Please don't don't hear any disrespect in my voice. Because I, I can only go to God's Word for my, uh, my my motivation for believing this, but I've been a Christian since 1991, so that's well on 30 years now. And by golly, I've been hearing since I was an early young teenager that Jesus is coming back any second. Uh, they did songs about it. Do you guys do you, do you ever hear about the the movie A Thief in the Night? No.
2: No. Nick, did
0: you ever watch A Thief of the Night at the Perry Church of God? Sounds familiar. Okay, A Thief of the Night, was the (laughs) they would bust out the old VHS tape when I was in youth group. And they would put this movie in. And it opened up with the song, um, Life was filled with guns and war. Those of us got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. And it's this uber depressing song about... Missing Jesus is coming back, you know, like Jesus came back and we weren't ready. And now the world is awful. And that's what this movie was. It was like this really cheesy 70s movie about someone who missed the return of Christ. They were not ready for Jesus to come back. And the the world turned into a living hell around them. And it was this awful, horrible movie (laughs) that was designed to scare you till to salvation.
2: Oh no. Was there a pandemic in the movie?
0: No. No, it was but but it was the whole the one world government and they're hunting this girl down because she wouldn't take the mark of the beast. And it was just it was terrifying. But then at the end of the movie, she wakes up. No. And then the radio broadcast comes on that oh, this event just happened, and it was like, no! It was like that. Like no matter. So she missed it again. So she missed it again. She slept through it. (laughs) I slept through the rapture. So I should
1: never sleep, is what you're telling me. I knew I shouldn't have taken melatonin. Jesus is
0: only coming back when you sleep. Five o'clock.
2: Self-loathing.
1: I can't cancel
0: that one again. How does what work? No, you don't really have to not go to sleep.
1: (laughs) No, I know that, but I'm now I'm thinking my my brain is wondering. What if he? did only ever arrive whenever people were awake. What happens to the people on the other side of the earth? Well he kinda Well <laughs> somebody's gonna be there.
2: sleeping during the rapture they will be awoken. <laughs> yeah they're trumpets uh, remember yeah, yeah. Big, uh, that's uh, the trumpets. alarm clock yeah. well,
0: so so we, we go to the Bible we go to Mark chapter 13 and Jesus is saying look be on guard I've told you all this beforehand in those days uh, after that tribulation the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light the stars will be falling from heaven and and this is Jesus who, who usually goes around saying really nice happy things mm-hmm. right this is Jesus who tells story about people who find lost coins and stuff right and then all of a sudden like he shifts gears and gets uber real here and he's like the stars are gonna fall from heaven all the powers and the heavens will be shaken. They'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory, and He'll send out the angels and gather His elect from the four winds, but from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as the branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. Basically, Jesus is telling you here, like, watch out because you're going to see the signs before the thing actually happens. Now, when is it going to happen? Everyone can shrug your shoulders. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. I mean, they've been Jesus waiting for that. Know, right? Je- Jesus knows. No,
1: Jesus didn't know. Right? At
0: that time, Jesus did not know, uh-huh. and and he does say that he says, "Look, concerning that day or hour, no one knows." This is verse mm-hmm. thirty-two. No one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Mm-hmm. Be on guard. Keep awake jesus says for you do not know so don't when the time will come need so much caffeine right like the disciples of
2: the first christians thought that was going to happen in their lifetime they right? had and they had an idea
0: they had an idea yeah there was some level of disappointment i think that's even one of the reasons why they say the gospels weren't written for so many years after jesus's ascension because they just thought it was happening and it was finally like 60 years later they're like well we crap, should write all that down. We should write that down <laughs> Um, and and Mark, and was, do you remember? <laughs> a little bit. Mark's like, yeah, hang on a second. He's said, like, clouds and figs, something? Um, no, thank God for the, the Holy Spirit's inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but when I was a kid, when I was a, a new Christian, and I'm sitting in church, and I, I only have been told, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. You can be set free from your sin, and you can have hope and love and peace in Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. And then I'm in church, and they're like, but then the enemies are going to come and they're going to stamp marks on people's foreheads and their right hands and the demons are going to come and play hacky sack with your innards you know like whoa 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 what's going to happen here it's like you have to be ready mm. cuz jesus is going to come back and no man knows the hour and it was the, it was a terrifying concept i want a lawyer <laughs> like why <laughs> i didn't read the fine print <laughs> well the the idea is that we would we would get out of that like we you know mm. it, by having trust in jesus we don't have to necessarily be afraid right but this, it doesn't matter like, I know I'm going to go to heaven because I believe the word of God, right? You know, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you confess God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, right? Like, like, are you saved? Yes. Okay, good. So we have this confidence that we're going to go to heaven, that when Jesus comes back, we're going to be ready. We don't have to sing that, that Larry Norman song. Praise I wish God. we'd all been ready. <laughs> But it still still scares the crap out of me. Yeah, I <laughs> but know. being real, it's
2: still scary because it's it's all. It, I think things that are unknown are scary. Yeah. So like, no. yeah, it's a good thing, but I don't know when it's gonna happen. Like what? Like what's gonna happen? Like not if I'm not ready spiritually, but if I'm just not ready, like oh, it, it took me by surprise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in the shower and all of a sudden Jesus comes back like that.
0: As- I gotta go to heaven with shampoo in my eyes. Jesus, no! I am still in my dress.
1: Oh no! Oh no! 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 Oh no! 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 Oh no! No! No!
0: Oh no! Um, No! 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 no, no. no, no. (laughs) Oh no!
1: that's a TikTok
0: sound. I think that um, I think that I get scared about that kind of stuff because, like, I don't uh, we the media that lends itself to that, like the the. Thief in the Night movie and they've made a bunch of them or they made a bunch of cheesy like Christian apocalypse movies oh yeah there's
2: one with Jeffrey Dean Morgan where he like had to escort uh, Steve Baldwin <laughs> to help find the Jesus character who had come back during this war and fight against these devil people,
0: and they take some creative license with those things. Uh, did you guys ever read, watch, or listen to the Left Behind series? I watched the first movie. I watched the uh, Nicolas Kirk Cameron. I watched yes. the Nicolas Cage movie. The Nicolas Cage was one of the worst things I've ever it's seen. Awful. It was bad for a Nicolas Cage movie.
1: I made oh, the rapture seem scary, something. but.
0: <laughs> uh, there, I think it was like 10 books they did left behind, really? not not including the um, like left behind kids versions or the, there was a bunch of like little filler books, but it follows the story of like, Hey, the, the rapture happens and this is what it's going to be like for people who live in the days after the rapture. And it's straight those up who are left behind. left behind. Yeah. It's, it's not just a clever title it, I, I, from, from 30 years ago and I know I'm the old man here, I'm talking about things that happened before the vast majority of you were born, Uh, there's so many things that they told me, like, well, watch and see, look, this, I mean, when I when I first got saved, it was during the Gulf War with Iraq, you know, and they're like, look at all the armies of the world coming together in the Middle East, and Iraq is the home of Babylon, and, and these are all signs that the end is coming, but I kind of feel like all throughout history, people have said, like, these are the signs yeah. that the end is coming.
2: Well, like, same thing, like, with people just calling... I go, this person's the antichrist this person i've heard so many people that are the antichrist for like 15 years that i don't believe anybody oh yeah
0: hitler was the antichrist reagan was the antichrist kennedy was the antichrist obama, uh, obama yeah, I, I had somebody may tell- still be we're, that was <laughs> we'll still we'll see i had
2: somebody like tell me like with like almost tears in their eyes scared that they were convinced that obama was the antichrist
1: yeah
2: wow yeah.
0: and 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 i mean the pope is the antichrist and the and and uh uh Bill Gates is the antichrist and you know okay well really like okay and and that's the thing like there's there's so much kind of fear mongering there and I don't know if that's helped the cause or hurt it I, I want people to be prepared I want to be ready and, and, and you know, you read in the Bible and you're like, look, man, the only reason Jesus hasn't come back yet so far, uh, he says it in Peter, like the reason Jesus has come back is not because he's slack concerning his promise. He's waiting because he he's wants patient. souls. He's patient because he right. wants every last person that can be saved Praise to God. get up on the boat. Right.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes we hear his, you know, statement in uh, where he's talking about, you know, um, the what what you said earlier and it's escaping me I apologize um they they think of that as like a warning which i guess you could but I mean what if we looked at that as like a motivation yeah like hey like be ready, like like almost like you're getting ready, to, like to go out and play football. Like there's always like the pre-game huddle that they're trying to get people to like we're gonna go out there, we're gonna win, we're gonna do this. They're afraid of us. We're gonna you know pumping everybody up. What if that was Jesus' way of pumping up like the disciples Hey, like this is gonna happen, but be ready. Go out there, like win people. Jesus be said, ready.
0: You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. They are afraid of us. Get out there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like I mean I don't know. That just came to my mind as we were talking about that. Like instead of looking at it as like a something scary or a warning look at it as something to be prepared for but like almost like a a motivation
1: even in the 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 warning or like even the motivation of like get ready he gave us a commission in in between then and like now and then you know Mm -hmm. like it's not just a passive like okay jesus i'm like reading my bible and i'm like i'm with you and i'm this that and the other but like There's something that we're supposed to do in the in between, in between two. So it's like a participatory, yeah, you know, like there's it's not just like a sit and wait for it kind of thing. Do
0: you think that church culture is good at that or bad at that?
1: I think it has been historically bad at that.
0: I agree. In my experience, it's been like we're waiting for Jesus to come back almost like as if it's like pulling the parachute. Like Jesus right, is going to come back yeah. and make everything better. But it's kind of like Jesus is like, I'm not coming back yet because I'm waiting for you to make some stuff. Better. Right. Well, I'll say that the church as a whole or
2: like the Western church.
0: I, I can I can only speak for the, the church the culture experience. that we're a part of. Yeah. Obviously, around the world, church, churches different. are very, very different. But
1: mm. Yeah. So I know this seems a little bit off topic, but I, my little sister is Christian as well. And she watches all these TikToks and there's like this whole like, like TikTok, like Christian side of TikTok that I find. I don't believe you. No, I find it sometimes to be quite toxic because like like, they'll be making these like young, young kids making these tiktoks like saying like about like jesus coming back and like it's like almost as if they're bragging like we're gonna be saved and you're not gonna be saved because you're like messing around right now and it's like shaming people i'm like right That's not the way to, to do it
0: it's true mm-hmm. and i have it on good authority that jesus is not taking anybody home that has a TikTok.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, tock not. not true not true <laughs> <laughs> Nev goes to delete his app. um yeah no and 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 like I've heard so many times, like, well, Jesus is coming back. Je- well, yes, Jesus, just come some, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but what are you doing in the meantime mm-hmm. to, to spread the gospel and to let people know? Mm-hmm. If I know mm-hmm. that the plane is going down, there's definitely wisdom in strapping on my parachute. But... It's almost passively evil if I strap on my parachute and let other people just sit and there just with their like headphones on, right. eating their peanuts and drinking their ginger mm-hmm. ale, and and don't tell them, hey, this plane is going down. Now, I'm not saying that we have to be jerks about it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but boy, I think I'd probably rather have someone make a little extra noise and disrupt me a little bit to let me know, hey, not only is rescue an option for you but it really should be a necessity for you Mm -hmm. Uh, because ultimately if look if if danger's coming and we're on the 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 watchtower and we don't shout to the people within that danger's coming we have failed at our job Mm -hmm. that's biblical yeah yeah i'm not
2: i'm not trying to bring like more sports analogies to this nerd show sure Uh, but it just it, it reminds me of like i can't go out even though i i know how to play football I know a lot about football and I know I can play football. I can't go out in the middle of the Super Bowl and just go ahead and just play without dying cuz I haven't spent the time in the training and the practicing that everybody else has. So I think like what you were saying earlier, Alexandria is like it's like going out and being ready, but not in the sense of like be ready cuz he's going to come but like hey be ready, prepare. You know, mm-hmm. perv- like not practice, but in the sports analogy, like practice. Be out there, <laughs> get, be doing stuff to make sure that when the game time happens, you're ready to perform the way you're supposed be to. Be on do. the right yeah. path. Yeah. Exactly.
0: We, we have a, a lady that she's been doing some uh, helping out here at the church for the past couple of days, and she speaks zero English. when I say zero English, I mean zero English. And uh, it's been my job to communicate with her some of the different tasks and opportunities that she has. Now, I took three <laughs> years of Spanish in school. Three years. Trace años of Espanol mm, in La Escuela. And you know what I found out over the past few days in communicating with this young lady? Those three years helped me none. Mm, I do nada. not have the ability to actively, functionally communicate in Spanish. I wish I did, um, but I don't. And, you know, there's so many people that have spent years in church, but when it comes to, to being able to communicate the gospel, when it comes to being able to speak and actually carry the authority, the spiritual authority that God's mm. spirit and God's word gives to them. They're they're absolutely as uh, as mute and uh, inefficient and, uh, I mean, impotent when it comes to being effective in, in, as ministers uh, as I was trying to speak to this young lady in Spanish. And that's a shame because we, we, we are content to ride the bench until the whistle blows. Mm. And yes, I mean, we'll make it. But I kind of still feel like we're going to have to answer for that crap one day. Like, we're going to have to go and God's going to say, yeah, but where are your neighbors? I don't know. Well, who told them? I don't know. Yeah. The only one that came to their door telling them was the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons. Uh, Why didn't you tell them? Uh, I, don't I didn't know not my problem well, yeah, with great power mm-hmm. comes great responsibility, and you have all you have the power the very same power that resurrected Christ from the dead, mm-hmm. and Jesus is coming back and 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 if you don't believe me uh <laughs> it's almost like we're watching the the book of revelation checklist in real time anymore mm-hmm. as we've gone through i mean wars and rumors of wars and plagues and and you know Kingdoms being overthrown and all kinds of just weird, crazy drama. I mean, all of these things that a hundred years ago, I mean, we're talking about a religion that goes back, even Christianity, 2,000 years, uh, but a faith that extends back, you know, thousands of years before that. None of these things would have been possible uh, 70 years ago, 80 years ago. And now we're starting to see things, uh, you know, with Israel. We're starting to see things happen in our own nation, around the world. Um, that definitely make me say, wow, this is far more likely today than it was back when I became a Christian. And I'm not saying that, you know, the, the, the cake is done and, you know, pull it out of the oven or anything like that. But I definitely smell cake. You know, it's it's on its way. I'm not saying that that Jesus is, is at the door knocking, but he's definitely in the driveway. And um, we we need to be aware of that. And and his promises, there ain't no promise in the Bible that Jesus ever made that he didn't clear. There's no check that he wrote that we couldn't cash. I mean, he said, look, behold, I'm gonna tell all these things to you ahead of time so that you know, and boom, boom, boom. Hey, they're gonna turn me over and the son of man's gonna be killed. And on the third day, he's gonna rise again. And he told all these things and, and boom, boom, boom. He did every last daggum one of them, right? But he's like, look, This same Jesus who left, you're going to see him return the same way he's coming back for his church. He's coming back to bring us all home. Behold, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you so that where I go, you can be also. Jesus is straight up telling us this. He wasn't using some kind of veiled parable. He wasn't speaking in metaphor or allegory. He was straight up telling you, look, I'm going to my father's house to prepare a place for you. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you. And the Bible is very clear about this. And we look in the word and he doesn't say this to terrify us. I mean, I think Stephen was right. He says this to motivate us. And more than motivate us, he says this to comfort us. Because when the world is crazy and we live in a crazy world right now, we live in a world that just decided to turn the the nutso cycle all the way to 10 and then just let it run. And Jesus says this, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers. This is in 1 Thessalonians about those who are asleep, that they uh, you may not grieve as others who who don't have hope, since we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And we believe that, right? Yes. 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 Even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep, th- those who have died in the faith. For we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who fall asleep. But Jesus says this, For the Lord himself will descend... With a cry of command, with the voice of the archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. This is it. This is it. This is the trumpet sounding. This is game over, man. And the last thing that he says in 1 Thessalonians 4, when the Apostle Paul is writing to us by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says, therefore, encourage each other with these words. Some translations say comfort each other with these words. Should we be terrified that Jesus is coming back? No. 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 Should we feel terrified for the people that don't know? Yes. And what should that terror do? Should it move us to pity? Should that pity move us to action? Mm. Let us have compassion. Let us have love to let our light so shine. Let's not just keep this thing in the country club. Let's not just keep this thing up. Well, I'm just not going to say anything because it's not super duper popular. If you don't want to go out there and shout the gospel, then support ministries that do that's okay. I'll give you a pass on it. If you don't want to get out there and and do the thing that Jesus told you to do about being an evangelist, about making disciples, going into all the world, if you don't want to do that, find someone who's going to the mission field and support them and pray for them. Find a church that preaches the gospel, not just to a group of believers, but actually preaches the gospel to a community of people who are lost. And there is a difference. And support that mm-hmm. church with your with with whatever way you can volunteer, uh, with your financial offerings, with your with your ta- time and your talents. Uh, be a part of a ministry, and then find the people that are in your world that you already have a voice in their lives, that you already have influence mm-hmm. over, and speak, demonstrate, show the love of Jesus. Don't let it be about politics. Don't let it be about church culture. Let it be about Jesus, mm-hmm. and show them Christ in your life because He is coming back and the best advertisement for that in the world is you Mm. it's you and that is the bottom line and that's all we have time for tonight um, I'm hoping as we close out this evening, uh, I just want to take a quick moment and pray for you guys that are listening. Uh, and, if, and if you're if you're right where you are, if you're driving in your car, um, you know, don't close your eyes. Uh, if, if you feel so led, just you can even pull over or, or, or but we want to pray with you and we want you to pray with us. We know you're listening to a recording. We are separated by time, but we serve a God who is uh, not limited by the confines of the fourth dimension. So uh, we want you to pray with us right now. And uh, we're going to pray tonight for the lost. We're going to pray for the preparation and the empowerment of believers to be bold witnesses in this world. And uh, we're going to pray that all of these things that are happening around us, that we see in the news, we see in the headlines that are affecting us in big ways and small ways every single day, not only in our country, uh, here in the Western world, but all around the world. That they would just serve to draw people's attention back to Jesus, and if I can, if I can be so bold, I'd like to tag our friend Alexandria and ask if she'd lead us in prayer tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Father, for your character. We thank you that you are not delaying in your promise. That Father, your heart, your heart's desire is to be patient in seeing that. All those who don't know you would come to know you because your desire is to reconcile everything back to you. So, Father, we just pray right now for those who don't know you, who may be listening. Holy Spirit, just move on them right now that you would just make a clear way for them, Father, that you have invited them into your home, into your heart. Lord, we just pray right now for those who do know you, who are listening. We pray right now for an anointing, a boldness over their lives Lord, give them a voice to speak into the lives of those around them, whether it is their co-workers, their family, or a passerby on the street. Lord, you have equipped us, you have empowered us by your Holy Spirit to go out and preach the gospel. Father, I just thank you for the platforms that you have given us to glorify you, that all those around us may know of your goodness, your grace, your love, your patience. So God, I just thank you for how you're going to use this time. I pray that you would just continually move in our lives to motivate us to see your kingdom's glory. So Father, as as on earth, as it is in heaven, we just ask you for just who you are to be revealed through us and to us and, and all that we do. Papa, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. Faithful Jesus, we love you. We thank you that you love us more. We pray this all in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you. Well, we are glad that you joined us and that you made it to the end of the show with us uh, for our return season six nerdy godcast and we are so glad uh thank you for all of you guys around the table here and over in the booth for helping us to make this a reality lending your voice and your hearts to what god is doing uh, can't wait to spend some more time with you guys julia and alexandria get to know you guys a little bit better uh Neph, to hear more of the fun and creative stuff that you have ahead of you and steven to see you continue to develop as a, a leader and the man that god wants you to be we've got great things ahead of us uh this season and uh, we want you guys to be with us every step of the way. Uh, you can connect with us and can keep this conversation going by joining us on our social medias. That's Nerd of Godcast across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, you can check out our website at nerdofgodcast.com. You can see all the updated stuff, link to all of our different things, and uh, vote for best thing ever. You can also find out about the Nerd of God uh, Daily Devo. Uh, that's right, the, the Daily Nerd Devo. We have contributors that come from all across different platforms and creative Uh, outlets. So every single weekday you can get uh, about a three minute blast of scripture with a nerdy flair to it. And uh, we're excited this week, if you haven't tuned into that yet, all of us here on the Nerd Godcast crew are going to be lending our voices to the Daily Nerd Devo. So uh, let us know uh, what you think about that. And uh, we'd love for you to connect with us and just keep this thing going. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe. If you haven't already done so, please leave a review. Uh, That really, really does help us out. We love stars, especially when they come in. Fives, And we can't wait to see you guys next week. In two weeks' time, uh, you'll hear back from us. We're going to be talking about a joyful noise, all of the iconic sounds of our nerdy fandom, uh, all the the sound effects and things that put a smile on our face and uh, make us feel right at home in our fantasy worlds and fun environments. Uh, Tell us what your favorite sound effects are. We can't wait to have that conversation with you then. Four. The Nerd of Godcast, steve Supremo. Goodbye, everybody. Alexandra Marga.
1: So long and thanks for all the fish.
0: Quentin Gregory Neff. might <gasps> The notorious JCC, Julia Colazzo. See you later. Nick, the engineer. Goodbye. And I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't gotta go home, but, but we can't, can't stay here.